Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. All the praise, all the honor, all the glory belongs to you, Father. Your name is great, Jesus, and greatly to be praised. It's by your shed blood that we stand here today together in the presence of God. We thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for searching us out, seeking us out for this wonderful plan on the earth. We give you all the thanks and all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Welcome, everybody. We've got a testimony service. We haven't done one of these in some time. We've been trying to do one, and it just hasn't worked out. Um, And so we've got some video testimonies. We've got some I'm going to read. We've got some uh, folks here in the congregation that are going to give share their testimony tonight. So um, we'll start out with a testimony that's very special to me, very personal to me. Um, And this is going to be a video uh, that we did for Kids in Faith that Bear and myself and Annie Cake, when we were home this last May in Florida, uh, my cousin, he was here last year, him and his oldest son, and him and his wife have three kids that are the same age as my kids. And we're very close. We're more like brother and sister. And so his middle son has a tremendous testimony uh, that I, again, we showed it on Kids in Faith, but if you didn't get to see it, I wanted everybody to be able to hear uh, this testimony. So go ahead with that video, Brother Mark. Um, those seizures 
that came on his body came later. He did not have those as a child. And uh, it was something that came on him and out of, they didn't know why. And it would happen at night. So he became, as he said, he, he was explaining to me, he was very fearful to go to bed at night then. So that brings on not just the seizures, but then the torment of what would come in the nighttime. And so, um, it took us a while to get that video and have everybody, you know, still enough and straight enough, you know, to be clear and not goofing off enough. But uh, he he did. If you talk to him, he he would express that um, Joby and Brittany, my my cousin and his wife, uh, would have him take the word. They take the word and they speak the word and have him put the word in his mouth. And he would say, "No, devil, you're not." You know, he'd answer the devil and say, "You." these seizures, seizures, you know, I'm not having these seizures. And they really, there was one, um, I think it was a Sunday night, maybe they really just, he said that was that night they decided we're not doing this. They had had all these tests and um, I, we didn't have the picture put up there, but there was a picture of him hooked up to every, all this brain testing. And they just said no more. And from that moment on, he was completely free of those seizures. So I am so um, grateful and blessed. Mm. Grateful and blessed. We have young ones back there. I didn't know whose eyes are on those young ones. Um, Cause mine are. <laughs> I'm in mom mode. <laughs> We've been at home a lot. We've been at home with the kids too long. <laughs> I only see mom things now. <laughs> but then we've got this testimony um, from a man that was in, how many of you know the Mize uh, church? It actually is not uh, Brother Terry Mize. It was Miss Renee's church. Her and her husband pastored in Corpus Christi for many, many years. Um, and this man contacted her and she contacted me and said that uh, he was in their church for many years when she was married to her first husband. He flew F-15s off of the Navy carriers during the Gulf War and found their church while he was stationed in Texas. He wanted uh, to share that at the end of August, 2021, he came home. Uh, this says, I came back home from flying as a pilot from a private business trip. Somehow I contracted COVID on this trip and the symptoms manifested several year, several days later. The next year and a half was a total walk of faith. The COVID symptoms subsided after a couple of weeks, but somehow they affected my right knee from a previous injury. I eventually had a knee surgery a few months later, and that's when my life changed. My surgery provoked a blood clot in my leg. I was put on medications to address that, and my body had an adverse reaction. Every joint in my body stiffened and became very painful all the way up to my face. I could not eat without assistance, nor could I dress myself without assistance, and I couldn't walk. I lost most of my strength. I couldn't even raise a 16 ounce water bottle above my shoulders. My wife and our father and your healing video saved my life. I would dive into the word and speak after you the healing scriptures just about daily, sometimes two or three times a day. There were times when I would get very depressed, but God would bring me back 
to speak in faith the healing scriptures from your YouTube video. But God, I am now totally healed. I am stronger than I was before this happened. Speaking words of faith from my heart, eventually starting therapy to regain strength and walk took 18 months. In April of 2023, I was able to receive my FAA medical back. And now I'm going through recurrent training to get back to my passion in aviation. I praise God for He is absolutely so good and the fact that He used you as well to walk me through to victory. Thank you so much. Uh, the Vinman, my former Navy call sign is what um, he, he put. Um, but uh, it says, Then this man gave his nephew Nancy Dufresne's healing scriptures when he lost his vision. He could only see shadows and light and couldn't see an eye chart at all. The doctors told him he had two options. Surgery, which he didn't advise, and prayer. They said maybe in 30 days it would clear up, but they could not promise that he would get his sight back. The nephew listened to the healing scriptures every night, and a few days later, he could read half of the eye chart, and within a few more days, his vision was clear to drive again. The doctors were amazed. So just from her reading, how many of you have listened to the healing scriptures where you listen and then you, um, she wanted, she's had this on her heart, had had that project on her heart for years, that it be able that someone could quote after her and with her. It was slow enough that we could um, meditate with her, not just a reading and a hearing, um, but that we could do that with her. So there's two testimonies uh, from the YouTube videos that she had made. Uh, Miss Agrista, you want to come give your testimony real quick? <laughs> Praise God. I don't even know. I was asking the Lord, where do you start? Because there's so many building blocks to get to a place. Um, and what I can say is if we just let God be God. Uh, I have so much faith to believe. If anybody knows me when I start talking about my family members that are not yet saved, I always say they're coming around the mountain. Here they come. <laughs> and so that's been my mantra. If you see me up here doing this, it means I've gotten someplace in the place of worship where I used to be a coach and you're just calling them in. <laughs> you're just going home. You're going home. And so it's just been a very personal place with God when I get into that place of worship, believing for my family. But the building block started with getting in the plan of God. Um, and getting in the plan of God got me to 2023. And 2023 got me to the place where I was able to see my mom enter into heaven. And then we used, we strategically used her final homegoing service. The only reason we had that service here was so that my family could get in the anointing. And so that my family could hear the word from an anointed vessel. And so that they could get at least a taste of what mom and I get to taste every week. And so it wasn't even long past Morgan and I. We met like one day over a few minutes. Uh, the plan was clear. Um, she helped me to gain clarity on the direction and what we wanted to do. And we just stayed the course. And so when we as a staff would pray and believe for, you know, the highest, best flow for our regular services underneath my own breath and I said in that service father that service your highest and best flow and up until the the morning of I said just let it rip there's nothing my pastor can say that that's that's not going to be okay just let it rip but I want to share there was a moment when I was driving into work where the thought came because we live in Oceanside and then we were going to lay mom's body to rest in Oceanside 
where the thought came, it's going to be kind of inconvenient for your family to have an evening service on Thursday and then drive down here for 45 minutes and have a 45-minute service and then drive back and then lay her body to rest. And then that was a thought from the outside. And then I've heard this in my heart. You guys have been living in convenience your whole life, and what has that gotten? And in that moment, there was something so settled that I said, oh, yes, we're making it to the church. And let me tell you, God will use people you don't think he's going to use to push his agenda if you just stay the course. And so we did. We did all of that. Thursday night was about mom's life here on earth, and Friday was all about mom's life in heaven with Jesus. And so in the middle of worship, we are worshiping like we worship. And, you know, when you're celebrating and you know your mom's in heaven, there's such a peace and a joy. Now, my family didn't know nothing about how we move here. But in the middle of worship, one of my aunts was sitting on the front row. She got up and she left the service. And, you know, when you're planning the service, you don't have time to talk about what happened. You just move into the next thing. But about a month, a month, maybe a month and a half passed, and she was having some symptoms in her body. So I specifically went to tell her, Auntie, you need to make all those appointments. You need to, whatever you need to do to stay healthy, you need to stay healthy. Because you're not ready to cross over. You don't have that security. You're not going to see mom. So you need to stay healthy until you come to a place of knowing that. And while we're sitting there, now my aunt, she has been living a homosexual lifestyle my whole life. In fact, when you saw her, you thought she was a man, because she, that's what she wears. And so as I'm telling her that, she said, I have. And I said, you have what? And she goes, I asked Jesus to come into my heart and make me his. And let me tell you, that's just the second of many. My little nephew, his mom, for many years thought she was a homosexual. But he's here. That means something was telling a lie. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you. If you have family members that seem like they could never, they just look like they're not even close, you have no idea what your obedience is doing for them. And so that was the first testimony. And I just want to thank you because the atmosphere here is what helped set the stage yes. for that. But later on, a little bit after that, when we had the payoff Sunday, um, I want to go back because there was a time when Miss Sally had shared with the congregation her payoff. And I just know when someone gets their payoff or gets their answer prayer or gets their Boaz, I just celebrate with them. That's just my natural tendency. And I celebrate like it was mine. <laughs> so I celebrated it and I was hooping and hollering with Miss Sally about her payoff. But in the middle of that, the Lord said, he was talking about payoffs, and he said, you won't have to wait that long. I had no idea what God was talking about, but I have cultivated such a position of receiving that I just said, well, praise God, and I kept dancing. And I didn't really understand until we had the payoff service. And I'm sitting with the most money I've ever had in my account my whole life. <laughs> and I'm not moving. I'm thinking my whole life we've lived in a, uh, paying off flow, meaning we meet the minimum payment every month, so we're on time, we're good. They're not repoing anything, so we're good. <laughs> and so my plan was just make the payments every month like mom was making. Like, that's good. But when pastor started to minister about the payoff and how God did it for us as a church, she started to say things very specific to what I had been thinking. Like, I'm going to pay it off moment by moment, we'll be okay. But then she said, we're in the payoff flow. Yeah. 
And when she said that, that reminded me that we didn't just get in the payoff flow that day. She had actually sewed us into the payoff flow in Merced. And so all my plans just went to nothing. And I got my instruction in that service. And God said, take that money that you're reluctant to move because you never had that much money in your whole life and just pay off the house. Now look, my family don't even know we paid off the house yet. <laughs> but I realized in that obedience to the flow that we as a church are in, God started to talk to me different because I'd never known what ownership was. All our generations just paid month by month. And usually we would get a new car before we paid off the old car. But being in this place of ownership, it allowed God to start talking to me about what ownership means. And my grandmother's had three properties. She's been, uh, she's gone to be with the Lord for almost over 20 years. And those properties are not in the name of anybody here on this earth, it's still in hers. That means it has to go through probate. After we paid off mom's house, then God started to distinctly talk to me about believing to get those three properties out of probate and into ownership. And so I was asking the Lord, because, you know, we want to be right about things. And I'm not greedy. I don't want anything I'm not supposed to have. And I said, God, well, technically, you know, that's mom's siblings. So I'm not trying to reach beyond what you want me to get. And then God said this to me. He said, you know why you need it to be in your ownership? No. <laughs> and he said, because you have the plan. Today, I don't have anything written down. But the reason I have the plan is because I have him and he has the plan. Amen. And so I'm doing what we're taught day by day. Yeah. You just come in and you receive and you That's do right. the word. And just like God led me while mom was in the hospital all the way through mom's services, he's going to lead me to the fulfillment of that. Yeah. And I just want to yes. encourage you. You don't know how God's working behind the scenes, yeah. behind the mountain to bring to pass the things that you're saying, even though you don't understand. But just say it in faith. You know, the one scripture that I've been just in for a while now is if you doubt not in your heart, but you believe that those things which you saith shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you saith, not what you seeth, because God knows that what you saith can change what you seeth. And so I want to thank the church. Pastor, I want to thank you for this opportunity because it gave me a chance to go back and rehearse and look at all the connections that God helped uh, bridge so that I could be here today to share this testimony but church let me tell you let's just let God be God I mean think beyond what you can imagine because he's trying to get us to go beyond our own ability and enter into his and I give God all the glory now can I say this last thing when I paid off the house you know people were celebrating I don't know what that feels like it's not like I worked to do it so, you know, like if I exercise to lose weight, I feel like I had some accomplishment. So, you know, like I did something, but I was like, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. But I just thank God because now my family is being ushered in yeah. to that payoff through my yeah. obedience. So praise yeah. God, Pastor. So thank good. Um, I remember that her, her, if you were here for her family service, it was tremendous, your mother's service. Um, I'd done, I think we've totaled up, I've totaled up since I started pastoring like 14 funerals or so, something like that, something, some wild number. And then, um, you know, memorial services, celebrations, after church services, you name it, we've done it. I've done it. 
you know, and, and pastor, um, she just, she just cracks up and she said, you're the pastor. I said, okay. Um, these people have been with you longer than they have with me, you know? And, um, but I remember for her mom's, um, service, there was such an anointing. There's not always an anointing like that in a service, but there was such a strong anointing that day. And that's not because of just here. That's because of her faith. And I remember when your aunt got up and I knew what we were believing for and what, what you were standing for. And you just have to look at it and go, the devil is a liar. You know, you can't go, oh, they should be in here. Oh, and I think you had told me later that she had said to you, you she felt something when she was in that. And she's, you, yeah, she said she heard a voice telling her to get out, which means that anointing was working on her. <laughs> because all he knows how to do is to counteract the, the movement of God. So he, the anointing was working on her and he had to counter that, but it was too late at that point. Something had been imparted into her, even in that time of worship. So don't ever, like she said, don't ever be moved by what you see. Never be moved. The devil, he works and he can and manipulate and change things in this realm, but we don't live by this realm. You're not from this realm. You're not born of this realm and we don't operate out of this realm. So don't ever make decisions or say things from your viewpoint from this realm. And um, so that's what, with her aunt, that was such a tremendous testimony with that because that's the greatest reward is for family to know Jesus. <laughs> Um, and then we've got another video. I don't even know. I saw this when Pastor was in Florida, in Naples. Um, if you were watching those services this last year, but I don't know if we showed this on anything. And this is a, a wonderful testimony of a girl in Naples and her throat being healed. Go ahead, Brother Mark. So I've had a swallowing problem um, for about three years now, and it got to a point where it was so bad, I couldn't eat any solid foods. And I have w went down to like 72 pounds. I thought I was gonna have to go on a feeding tube. And progressively, it, very slowly, I had lots of procedures done. The doctors didn't know what was wrong. They didn't fix the problem. But I just started to believe that it was gonna get better, and it, it did a little bit. But just this last, um, like month I was having what I felt like was a regression. And I was like, Lord, I don't wanna live like this. I don't Come wanna on. have to get procedures and throat stretchings every couple of years. I wanna be healed. And the word that Nancy Dupuyne had for <laughs> my throat was for me. And <laughs> tell, them, tell them what happened at lunch after you left the service. Yeah, I went home and I was like, God, like, I believe it. Like I knew because before she even got up, I was, hysterical and I was trying to keep it together because I was up there and I'm like and I felt the presence of God I knew I got healed in the service but I wanted to put my you know just test it out yeah my faith in action so I ate lunch and normally when I eat I like it's a lot of energy for me to eat because I, I can't do anything other than focus on chewing and I chew it up like baby mush and then I don't swallow until I feel like I've chewed it enough. And I just went for it, like regular. And I would have, I ate lunch. My friend hasn't seen me in like six months. She saw me eating tonight and was in awe. And it's just amazing. Thank you so much. Go Come ahead, on. give Jesus a great shout of praise. Amen. Amen. She'll be, Pastor will actually be going back there to that church uh, next month, I believe, um, right? Yeah, this month. Oh my gosh, we're in January. Never mind. We're in January. This month. 
this month. Uh, she'll be going back down there to Naples uh, to to the the church there. But I want to read this testimony, um, and this is tremendous testimony by uh, from Miss Jan Strakis. She had been looking for a new job. How many of you know she had gone back to school, really committed, uh, went back to school and and progressed through school and had gotten all the way, I mean, finished. Well, how far, what did she get, a, a doctorate? Is she, huh? she got her PhD, didn't she? That's what I thought. She got her PhD. She has just been so diligent these last few years and had a goal, was believing for some things and... Um, got her PhD. It says she'd been looking for a new job since 20, uh, June, 2023. She'd been a teacher for many years, but wanted to move into administration, an administration job. She felt that the grace had lifted for the challenges that came with teaching in a classroom setting. Typically she would get any job that she applied for after the first interview. This time when the new school year started in September, she had been to 18 interviews, but still had not been offered a job. She started going to all the extra church meetings she could, go to miracle crusades, etc. She was also able to sit in Bible school classes for two weeks. She chose not to get in fear about the situation and she stepped up her giving. The Holy Spirit then prompted her to have Pastor Morgan pray in agreement with her over the Thanksgiving weekend. Pastor Morgan prayed specifically that God would give her a job in this valley and that if someone else was in the position that she was supposed to have, that the angels would remove them. Now, let me say this. When she came to me, um, she had told me of all these places she had applied to. One was in like Coachella Valley. They were going to be driving. And I said, sister, you didn't, just knew by the spirit, you didn't work this hard and, and have God take care of you and, and supply you and equip you to go through schooling for you to drive to Coachella Valley or beyond. And I said, so that's what it seems like to me that we're gonna take a stand because if you're gonna do that and your church family's here and that's gonna take you away, we're gonna make a stand for right here and not compromise. It seems like he's got something closer to home that just hasn't come available yet. It just hadn't been revealed yet. So she said after that, she had two more job interviews. And after the second one, her 20th interview, not being moved by what she saw, what she felt, she received a job offer. It was to be a content and teaching specialist for a secondary English and administration job. It was a better position than any of the others she had interviewed for. It was in Lake Elsinore School District here in this valley. It came with more money, more days off, and was a less stressful job that didn't require a lot of troubleshooting. It gave her a $32,000 salary increase over her last job with no former administration experience and even with some people looking down on her because of her age, she still got the job and she will start January 8th. Yeah. She said in all her years of teaching, she has always been led by the Spirit to minister to the children in each of her classrooms. But now instead of having an impact on just one classroom, she will have an opportunity to be a blessing to all of the 6th through 12th graders in the entire district. Amen. So when we, on Sundays, when we're 
speaking over our giving, over our seed sowing. These are the things um, that we're declaring and we're calling in. This is part of that harvest and not settling for something. Um, God isn't, uh, He's not asking, He wants us to put our hand to something, but we don't want it to be outside of the realm of what He can do. Which means I, I, I've got to go find a place where positions open, even if it's an hour away. And I said, no, you don't. If you want to be here, you can be here. Amen. So just as you're believing for things like this, whether it's a home, a job, an open door, this is why we claim open doors. If they're going to open to somebody, they're going to open to, the, to our people. Amen. Because they're going to open for someone. The door's going to open and someone will be be there to take it. And it should be us. Amen. Amen. Um, and then Brother Ken, come on up. Boss Ken. Well, it's like Mr. Grissa said, you don't even know where to start. Um, God just is blessing us in so many ways. Um, by training, my grandfather has a machine shop in Minnesota. So I grew up in a machine shop. I was a machinist. And when we moved here, that's the kind of job I got. But um, as you see, as you, as, as, there's so many things connected. As you work your job and you serve in your local church, it's kind of like the, the, your local church is your training ground for your, for your job. Yeah. I'm not trained in, I, so just, to, I'm, I just got a promotion to a uh, production manager. So I am like the boss of a, a fairly large facility now. And um, it's not the training I have. It's, I'm a trained in a machinist, but God keeps promoting me in this way. Yes. And, and it really it comes down to, I was thinking about this and meditating about this the other day, and it's, it's almost like uh, in The Karate Kid when, when, uh, when, when Danielson is, he's sanding the floor and he's painting the fence and he's waxing the, the truck. That's the training. And then he didn't even realize he had the skills until Mr. Miyagi says, get over here and show me what you got. So it's serving in your local church is, is, is your Danielson and Pastor Morgan is Mr. Miyagi. And... and <laughs> And you are, you are learning the skills. She's not telling you this is what you're training for, but... Sure <laughs> well, she could be. <laughs> uh, but the skills that you learn as you're serving in your church, I didn't realize until I was in this position, a lot of these things are like, like the troubleshooting, all this stuff. It's skills I've learned working with other people here in the ministry yeah. as an usher doing these things. You, you learn how to deal with people. You learn how to, uh, like, it's even just filling seats. It's, it's looking at the whole big picture and seeing where the hole is and filling the hole. And that's basically what managing is, is, is just looking at the big picture, seeing where the hole is and filling, plugging that hole and finding a solution to that hole. And uh, that's why I encourage everyone, if you're not serving in your local church, you need to be because that's training. It, it, it's so much more application than just, I'm putting, putting my time in at the church. Yeah. It's your training for, for career advancement, for life advancement. It's, it, it affects every single area of your life. And uh, I was, uh, so it's been, I, three months ago is when I got the promotion. So I've been working in this position and it's not anything I'm trained in. So as I, when I go to work, I'm always praying in the spirit, just Holy Spirit, show me, show me what to do today. Show me how to do this job. I, I, I'm learning words like IBIDA and top line, bottom line. No idea what that means. But as you just pray in the spirit, 
every day he just shows me, oh, that's, I can see the chart. Oh, I can, see, oh, I can read that. That's easy. I know what that means now. And uh, as you pray in the Holy Spirit, he, I just cast the care of all. I've seen other people come into this position before, and they do it fairly well, but I want to do it the best. And I, I, I just give myself to the Holy Spirit and let him, let him do the let him figure it out. Yeah. He's working for me in this position. So he's showing me, he's teaching me and showing me how to do the things that I need to do. And it was interesting. Um, we had a board meeting just a couple of weeks ago and I was asked to present in the board meeting and I presented and it went really very well. And the board members were saying that it was one of the best board meetings we've had in a long, in years. And I just remembered, when I got out of that meeting, I remember the, the word from Brother Copeland, um, he'll put you in the boardroom of, of great and powerful men. And these board members are millionaires and billionaires from what I hear. They're very wealthy people. And I, I, had, I had a conversation with them. I went to have dinner with them. So God will put you in places where you can have an impact beyond just, just you and your family. I can influence these people as well. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great ride. Uh, God is blessing us. I mean, and he even, this position has kind of been a goal for a while. And there's people above me that where I could get this position um, were difficult to deal with. And I was, it wasn't even an open position. Mm -hmm. In a two-week period of time, yeah. they said, uh, the, the CEO came to me and he said, hey, we're going to be doing a, a, re a reduction in force, yes, and I want you to do, take this position. And they cleared out all the, little, all the people that would have been a, a difficult to me me in this new position gone and then and, and then normally this position does not has a couple of levels above it before you hit the CEO they cleared out everyone between me and the CEO I answer directly to the CEO now I, I he and I have daily talks basically and it's it's a great opportunity for me and and it's not because of me it's not because of anything I have done or anything I am it's because of the Holy Spirit in me and I learned that back when I first came here that God will promote in a position as, they, as long as they, they give you the opportunities, God will promote you in those positions. You might not be trained for it, but just take the opportunity. If, it looks, if it's wearing overalls and looks like work, take that opportunity anyway. Take it. because God, And just let, let yourself be open to the Holy Spirit because he will, he will show you the steps to take and he will teach you and he will show you how to do that. And stay connected to your church because that's where you're really going to learn the, the skills and the, the principles that you will need in every area of your life. So, so, good. so that's what I got. Yeah. I, I like how, because I didn't know if you were going to say, I was going to prompt you to say that, that people were removed um, that would have taken that position or been promoted or would have been the most logical, probably had an education that was maybe more advanced in certain things. But that doesn't matter to God. The word says he, he works in us both to will and to do. Both to will and to do. That's what he's saying. I've been doing the doing. What is, what is important to God in the doing, he's been faithful to that. And then God's will, which is promotion, can come to pass. So he works in us. And, and uh, that was a great demonstration of that scripture. He's been working in him, he said, all this time and serving uh, and just being faithful, working in him and then daily working in him as he prays in the Holy Ghost. So it's really a good blueprint. Uh, when you know you're in a career or an, on a path that you, you believe this is something that God has for me, that's an excellent, excellent blueprint of how to get promoted and advance when you say, you know what, I wanna be, uh, I wanna be a funder to the, 
the body of Christ. I want to be um, not just take care of us four no more, but I want to really uh, make advancements in the kingdom for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And then our last, uh, we have two testimonies. They come from the same family. Come up here. Josh and Kathy have, who's going to go? You can go first. <laughs> I figured. Hi. Um, a few months ago, you might remember that I shared a little bit of my testimony of when I got into a big car accident um, when I was pregnant with my baby. Um, um, well, that's what I knew that I would eventually want to share my full testimony, um, but at the time I can't because I have legal um, cases open. Um, and so I talked to God about it when we were signing up for this testimony Tuesday. Um, and he told me to still, to still do it, but he showed me that he wanted to share it in a different way. Um, not so much about the miracles of recovery, but about the leading that he shared with me. He shared with me from the beginning to the end and the places that I missed it and the places that I got it right. So to take it back to a few months before the accident, God started dealing with me about distractions and not being distracted when I drive. Um, I work from home, so my phone is an extension of um, my job. Um, so I always get text messages, phone calls, Slack, Zoom meetings happening all the time on my phone. Um, and so as you can imagine, that was a really big distraction for me. So it was easy. I just made sure to you know, put all notifications off when I drive. Um, so that was like the first leading. And then a week before the big accident, I um, was in prayer with my girls. I've been praying with them since 2010. Every month we get together and we just uh, pray for each other. We cover each other. We hold each other accountable. And in that time together, I just started praying out of my spirit. And out of my spirit um, just came these words, um, the thief is going to come and try to stop you from entering into the next season in your life. So pray for the protection. Thank God for the protection of your life. So I just started praying for the protection. Thank you, Father, for the protection, the covering over me. Uh, I did that until that burden lifted. And so um, then going into um, the C-section of the baby, um, I, I um, where am I? I'm sorry, I'm so nervous. Uh, <laughs> not good at this. Um, Going into the C-section, I told my husband that I was just feeling something about the C-section. I just knew there was just this knowing about it. I had this feeling that just something was going to happen. And so I, um, man, I'm so sorry. I'm like nervous so nervous. I'm like the worst. Uh, I still have to look at these faces. <laughs> and so um, just going into the C-section, I told my husband that I knew that there was something happening. And so... Um, I can't what do I it. remember, we were okay, really believing God <laughs> yeah. for got into agreement because I had another up here, because um, everything that had happened with her after the accident, she didn't know she was pregnant at mm -hmm. the time, right. and they're running X-rays and all kinds of stuff on her body, and so then come to find out um, scans and everything mm -hmm. you shouldn't do when you have a baby. Uh, and so for her, that was something I remember we just got into agreement with them and said, everything is totally normal, kept by the power of God. That baby, you know, just I remember even uh, weekly with things that we believe for with the congregation, just speaking over that baby is going to be completely normal. Doesn't matter what the doctor said, doesn't matter what things look like. And so she really set her faith, her and Josh decided that that's our baby and devil can't touch the baby, and you you have to draw a line in the sand. Sure. 
and and not waver. And so I remember you guys just being, you know, set. Like we're having, and you know, others would, medical profession could try to talk you out of. Well, what if the baby's, you know, I don't know if you faced any of that, but those are thoughts that come. What if something's not right? And they'll want you, we've had people in this congregation, want you to abort the baby, want you to get rid of the baby. And that's when faith has to rise up. And for, for her, that's what we saw. Yeah, that was big. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you guys. Um, so in, after I was in the ICU, I was um, told that I had a broken neck back, nine ribs and pelvis, and um, my lung collapsed. Um, they said that I would be in that ICU for a week, and then I would need to go into a inpatient rehab for three weeks. Um, and they also told me that the baby wouldn't make it, but I left the ICU in three days and I uh, went to rehabilitate at home. Um, so the next steps from that was to choose an OB um, because my current OB told me that they would not see me because I had too many injuries. And so I um, went to choose an OB. Um, it took several that kind of told me that they wouldn't do it. I didn't know that you can be um, rejected from medical help, but you can. Uh, and so I found an OB that wanted to help and um, I went and she said that she she um, would help me, but I didn't feel any peace about it. And so I told my husband that I didn't feel any peace about it and I told my mom and my mom said, go back and see if, um, if you don't have any peace, then change doctors. And I went back and I didn't have any peace, so I changed doctors. Um, but I didn't know where to go, so I asked God, you know, where do I go? You know, if I, it took me so long to find an OB that would help. Um, and he told me to find the last OB that I had in San Diego 10 years prior. And so I went to find her, and it took some time. Um, but after finding her, um, I learned that she had a new role. She was a chief of surgery. And... Um, she had just opened up her practice just coincidentally that month to take on OB patients. And so uh, I, you know, when they were telling me this, they told me that it would, I would have to be really flexible. She only had two days open available to take um, me, uh, but it would be a drive to San Diego and, um, you know, would that be okay with me? And, you know, all the, all the lights were going off in my spirit, like, yes, please take that. And so I did, um, and um, leading into the surgery, um, 30 days before, uh, I just felt the Lord tell me to um, meditate on healing. And so going into the surgery, I was meditating on healing for those 30 days. I pulled out um, all my Bible school books and um, Joel Siegel's book of the month actually what is what we were reading at the time. And um, I meditated on that going into it. And um, in the middle of the C-section, um, the doctor like the baby was delivered, but the doctor said that, you know, everything changed. I was going to have to have an emergency surgery. Um, you know, just, it was definitely unplanned. And so I just stayed hooked up into my spirit. I didn't even listen to what she was saying. She was looking for me to like acknowledge her, but I just stayed hooked up into my spirit and I, um, had to go through that surgery and coming out of that surgery, uh, they said that I, um, recovered in a way that was just miraculous. Um, they, uh, they told me that there was other women who lost their babies. They told me that there was other women who just didn't have the, the same result. And so, um, you know, lastly, uh, there's one doctor that came in and she um, said that <clears throat> whatever intuition I had that said to change from doctors from Temecula to San Diego saved my life because I had the best surgery team that San Diego had to offer. 
And so if I could talk through this much better, um, the Lord led me from the beginning of all of this accident, you know, all the way through, and um, it ultimately saved my life. And so, yeah. It matters that we're Word and Holy Ghost people, because there's things you can't just confess your way if the Holy Ghost has a different, knows a different plan. You got to follow the plan for the Word to work. And so she did, and it worked every step of the way because she followed the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're up. Amen. Well, God's been good to me. God's been good to my family. Uh, my testimony is actually from quite a while ago. God dealt with me about sharing it, and so here I am. Um, the result of what happened on this day, it's a reflection of what I learned here in this place. So I feel this testimony belongs to this church and to the Bible school. Um, it, it was at the end of my time being a Bible school student. Um, so it must have been the summer of 2016. Um, I was working as a security contractor overseas. Uh, it was for one of our three-letter government agencies. And I apologize for about being vague, but that's just what comes with the area. Um, so I'm working overseas, um, enjoying it. I love it. I have a great time doing it. Uh, I thrive in that environment. I enjoyed it. One morning I wake up and we have a team room. Everybody goes, gathers in the team room. We all get our, our duties for the day, what we're going to deal with. Uh, we circle around and the team leader's like, hey guys, like, hey, shut up. Quit joking around. Intel came in last night. Like, we're going to get hit today. We're going to get attacked. And it's going to be the big one. And you know, everyone here is from California. You guys know, like when they say the big one, you know what that means, right? Well, in that world, you know, I knew exactly what that meant. Um, and it was extremely specific intel that they, that they uh, provided us with. And if you knew who this agency was, their sole purpose is to gather intel. You have to take it serious. They tell us it's going uh, to be a garbage truck that comes through with X amount of pounds of explosives. It's going to be a vehicle-borne IED, a VBIT. And they're going to hit this gate, and they're going to hit it at 830. Yeah. And so there I am, and I look at the board that shows our rotation, Sure enough, from eight to nine, I'm right there at that gate. And you know, as luck has it, whatever, fear tried to get a hold of me immediately. And it did, it, it, it did. Um, you know, God spoke to me several times on this day. And the first time he did, and I didn't recognize it until later, I sat there and I felt like, hey, someone needs to do something about this. Like, you know, a spoiled American, like somebody's come solve this problem. Not realizing that's what I'm hired to do, I'm the guy. <laughs> And so like I spend my whole morning, go from post to post, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't hear a boom, I don't hear the ground shake. So, all right, I'm just gonna keep going. And sure enough, I get up there to the spot, um, kick my legs up, like, well, here we go, you know? Um, 8.30 comes up, you know, I'm watching my watch, like, oh, this is dumb. Um, and that's when, you know, I wasn't being over, I wasn't even trying to be spiritual in the least bit. That was the last thing on my, you know, mind. Unfortunately, it probably should have been the first, but I'm just being real in that situation. Um, He's not the only one. <laughs> not singing a solo, is he? No, no, we all been there. So I'm sitting up there and I hear my, in my spirit and I hear the voice of Pastor Nancy. And what she said to me, I'll never forget. She goes, Y'all know how Pastor Nancy has a way of saying something like wrapped in love, but it's pretty sharp, like it cuts a little bit. And what I heard in my spirit was that what you're not grateful for, you'll lose. And so I sat there, 
you know, feeling bad for myself. Like I'm about to get toasted. I'm about to get in the gunfight of my life. And now I got Pastor Nancy getting on me. <laughs> and so, you know, I sat there feeling bad for myself for a moment before I realized like, I am grateful for this job. This was the first job I ever had that paid well. You know what I mean? Like we had just been married. I went on one trip, was able to come back, buy my wife's wedding ring cash, you know, paid for my entire wedding and didn't have to go into any debt. Like I was very grateful for this job. And so, you know, I sat up there and dry as can be, I started thanking God. I started giving great, like, just, I'm so grateful for this. Thanking him for everything that he's done for me, how he's providing for me. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was dry as can be, but I, I was doing it. I was giving um, thanks. And so I did that for a little while. And then I heard God speak to me again in my spirit. And um, he goes, you know, God will talk to you in a language that you understand. He'll talk to you a way that, that makes sense to you. For me, I was a middle child. I know something about going out swinging. If I'm going down, I'm taking everyone with me. You know, that was just like, that's the way I was raised. I had to, to survive. And so um, <laughs> God spoke to me. He said, are you just gonna sit there? You're gonna do something about it. And I knew exactly what he meant. He meant be proactive in this situation. And so I did, I got up, I put my armor on, I had a 240 machine gun sitting right outside. I went outside and I started dusting off the rounds. You know, if this V-bit happens and it doesn't go boom, cause you know, they're not known for their electrical prowess. Um, it's actually happened at this very gate before where they try to and it doesn't go. So, you know what, if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna be prepared, you know? I'll be one step ahead. So I get out there, I start oiling feed trays, and I just make sure that I'm, I'm ready. I've got my armor on, my helmet on. We never wear our armor or helmet because it's not cool. I had a beard down to here, hair down to here. Like, y'all wouldn't have recognized me. But like, the chin strap's not comfortable on a beard, so you don't wear a helmet. Um, so I did, I got out there, and I just got ready for whatever happened because God prompted me to do so. And I don't know, I, you know, the hour came and the hour went, and uh, the truck never showed up. And, you know, I'm convinced that it's because I was proactive and it deterred an attack rather than it ever taking place. Um, you could say we were past bum scoop, like bum intel, whatever, but I'm convinced of it 100% because God was talking to me throughout this whole thing. Um, and so I did my, my, the rest of my rotation and I went home. Um, so the kicker to this whole story, though, and the part that I never told my wife before, <laughs> this, this attack eventually happened at this site. It eventually took place. And when it did, I read reports that 150 people were killed. And with that, 12 Americans. And didn't touch me, though. You know, I was obedient. I spent two years of my life, I dedicated two years of my life to go to the Bible school so I could learn to hear the voice of God in my spirit. And those two years, if that was, the whole purpose of that was to spare me in that one hour, it was worth it. And here I am today now, and I get to watch my kids grow up, and I love every minute of it. Um, you know, I, I know the character of those 12 Americans that died. I know the character of the type of person that chooses to go be in a place like that. And I'm convinced, I can't prove it, but I'm convinced there were Christians that lost their life on that day. But, you know, 
That's why it matters so much that you pay attention in this place, you know, that you are familiar with the voice of your pastor. And I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful for Pastor Nancy being obedient to deliver the words of God that, you know, he prompts her to share because the effects of it are far reaching. And Pastor Morgan, I'm so grateful for you doing the same because the next time I'm in this situation, it very well could be your voice that I hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I there that is not um, something that will always we will have that type of experience. But the enemy nonetheless would like to work a plan in each one of our lives like he was trying to work in his life and i i do think the the um when he came and told me the testimony and then he said at the end it did happen and you said it happened really exactly as that previous intel had described happened just like that and so um there was a plan of attack and look at what thanksgiving so so simple and like he said it was dry but it was heartfelt so we don't have to feel anything like Stephen says you don't have to feel warm honey you don't have to you know when you come up and have hands laid on you when you lift your hands and raise you don't have to feel anything from your heart he just simply said thank you God from his heart um, and everything God was able his power was able to work faith is of the heart not of the head and so as soon as he engaged his heart faith was released and God was able to work amen so you may you may say well I've never been in in that critical of a situation or I I may not you know travel or, or have been driving the way she does um, what is the Holy Ghost prompting you to do bottom line in your time of need or in any moment in your life if he prompts you to something you have no idea what's on the other end of that that protection that power uh his wisdom you just don't know and i i believe when he started to give thanks then from that he pulled out like you know that magician's hanger and then all of a sudden here comes the wisdom of god of what to do so one prompting, one leading will lead you even to multiple leadings as it's done for both of them. So I am so grateful for Pastor Nancy and the, the warm corrective hugs that we all receive because those, those words, we hear them in those critical moments. It matters whose voice you hear in the, the critical moment. Somebody's voice will come up. Somebody's voice. I'm reminded when I was having bombarding thoughts of fear over my son, over Bear. Very specific, and it had nothing to do with his health. And I remember having a dream, and, and we were like at a, at a meeting, but we were in a, a, a ballroom, you know, in a hotel. And Brother Copeland walks out and says, hey, y'all. And he looked at me, and he said, uh, gave me just like he was talking casually, and he said uh, to me about specifically he said you know your son bear don't you worry everything's gonna be all right and then I, I woke up that was it what was it was a voice of a man not Jesus not an angel it was a voice of a man that I gave honor to and that voice answered and settled something that the devil was trying to bombard me about amen so it matters the voices in our lives wonderful testimonies and the babies they're you see the baby she getting bigger and bigger. And what 
what maybe could have turned out, what the devil meant for harm, God has turned into such a wonderful testimony. And her life will be a testimony. The hand of God uh, is on her. When the devil tries to, to take out a child, it's usually because the hand of God's on that baby. God's got a plan. God's got something for her. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.